And welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets, the CBS 21 weather podcast. I'm CBS 21 meteorologist Steve Knight. Thanks for joining me here this week. And uh, it has been certainly an eventful weather week with a lot of rain. That is basically the screaming headline for this week. Just how much rain we have picked up here as we have gone through the week. Many spots seeing well over an inch of rain. So, you know, this was some beneficial rain, though. We came into this week, we were already starting to run a bit of a rainfall deficit. And yes, of course, it's only early April, nothing to get uh, too excited about. But this is that time of year when you want to make sure you certainly have uh, plenty of groundwater to go as we get ready to get uh, geared up for the growing season uh, here in early April and uh, start to think about planting those springtime flowers and springtime gardens. And certainly it's important for the uh, ever important agriculture industry here in Pennsylvania. So uh, we came into this week with uh, a rainfall deficit that was almost an inch. Well, of course, we wiped that out this week as we now have a rainfall surplus of uh, just over a half an inch. So bottom line, uh, give or take most spots anywhere from an inch and a half to two and a half inches of rain. I did see a couple of areas, uh, specifically a Southern York County, Southern Lancaster County near the Mason-Dixon line. Uh, areas there saw more than three inches of rain. So they are obviously well to the good. Also, you know, we're kind of closing things up uh, on winter in terms of snowfall amounts. And, you know, normally in a normal winter here in central Pennsylvania, we get almost 30 inches of snow. Uh, this year we picked up just over 16 inches of snow. So we barely had half of what our normal snowfall amount would be for the winter season. So as a result, you know, we just we don't have that big snowpack melting off, uh, at least not here, to help us with the groundwater. So things had gotten a little too, believe it or not, things had gotten a little too dry here in central Pennsylvania. So the rain that we picked up this week was actually uh, to our benefit. And I know we had some uh, really wet days, boy, especially Thursday. That's the day where most spots saw over an inch of rain alone and uh, had some rumbles of thunder as uh, that entire system was working its way through. Now, look, parts of that system were also parts of the system that brought all the severe weather to the south. And, boy, the poor folks to the south, they have just been battered and beaten here uh, through the month of March and even into early April with uh, dozens of tornadoes confirmed once again here this week and at least two confirmed fatalities, unfortunately. If you saw some of that storm damage that was coming out of Georgia this week, if you were watching it all this week, we had uh, a lot of just uh, incredible video. And look, in this day and age, not only do you get, you know, a lot of folks obviously getting their phones out from their front porch and uh, hopefully safely shooting some storm video, not only do you see a lot of that that pops up with everybody having, you know, HD cameras in their pocket, um, but uh, even in the aftermath, there was some just incredible drone footage uh, that was coming into us uh, out of Georgia where, you know, there were neighborhoods where, you know, certain houses were literally just looked like matchsticks and uh, pretty amazing that at least uh, at the time of this recording here on Friday, that uh, as far as I know, there were only two uh, confirmed deaths. There were uh, on both Tuesday and Wednesday, there were tornado watches uh, around Augusta, Georgia, and some tornado warnings in that vicinity as well. Thankfully, the weather has calmed down there. Of course, big sports story this weekend as always. Uh, here in early April is the Masters. And while they did have a, like a half-hour delay uh, before the Masters teed off on Thursday, they were able to uh, get in the entire round. And uh, save for the fact that it's going to be gusty in Augusta uh, here over the weekend, they shouldn't really have uh, any 
problems, at least in terms of getting the tournament in, it looks like it's going to be dry, uh, not going to be dealing with any severe weather, thunderstorms, anything like that. But it will be windy at times, and you know, wind uh, can certainly be a real factor when you're out there playing golf, and uh, especially at Augusta. It's uh, a course that uh, does not favor uh, the golfer if it turns uh, really windy there. So it should be interesting to see how uh, weather plays a factor uh, down at Augusta here over the weekend. And, of course, don't forget, you can catch uh, third and fourth round coverage uh, right here on CBS 21 of the 2022 Masters Tournament. So let's talk about our weather moving forward. You know, as always, we drop this podcast on Fridays. Uh, it's been a beautiful morning so far, but, you know, we do anticipate this afternoon seeing some clouds getting on the increase. And with that, uh, even a few passing showers and can't even rule out uh, a thunderstorm or two moving on through. What's going to happen is uh, that area of low pressure uh, that we had that brought us all the rain on Thursday is basically going to stall out off to our north and east. It's going to stall out basically like kind of an upper New England. And uh, I like to call it a sit and spin system. Some of you that are older will remember remember the toy, the sit and spin. So that's what I call it, a sit and spin system. There's really nothing to move it along. So it just kind of sits, it moves ever so slowly, and then it basically gives a counterclockwise motion to the atmosphere. So we just kind of get these waves of light precipitation and wind uh, where this low is going to be positioned. It's going to kick up a bit of a northwest wind for us here uh, over the weekend. So what that means is we're going to see chances for some stray showers developing during the afternoon uh, Friday into Friday evening. And then your Saturday right now, it looks like there could be some showers around daybreak, but optimistically, most of the morning hours will be dry. And look, we've reached that time of year. Here we are the weekend before Easter. There's a lot of outdoor stuff going on and uh, a lot of egg hunts for the kids going on uh, tomorrow, especially during the morning hours. And uh, I do think that things will be mainly dry for your Saturday morning before we deal with, you guessed it, another wave of potentially scattered showers. Nothing, nothing that looks severe, no thunderstorms tomorrow, but just maybe some pop-up scattered showers. And uh, it's going to be brisk all weekend long. We're looking at highs uh, in the mid to low 50s at best uh, for our high temperatures. So, you know, it is going to be a bit blustery here over the weekend. Uh, Sunday right now does look like a dry day, but Ugh, highs like 50, 52, that's about it. And uh, we've gotten to that time of year where our high temperature should now be in the low 60s, at least on average. So about 10 degrees below average on Sunday. And with a brisk northwest breeze, that's going to be making it feel like the 40s and at times the 30s. So, yeah, we're talking uh, heavier jacket weather even. If you're going to be outside here over the weekend or at the very least light jacket or hoodie, uh, depending on how you handle the cold, I think the sunshine will help a little bit for us on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, if you're going to be out and about, just plan for it to be brisk and uh, certainly on the chilly side. But then the next big weather story that we're going to be talking about is a big warm-up for the middle of next week. And as I love to say on the podcast when it's my turn to uh, be in the chair, I always like to say, mark my words when I talk about something coming down the road or specifically the following week. And I have to say... If you went back and listened, I don't expect you to, but I have to say my batting average on the mark my words statements, pretty good. If I usually come out and say, mark my words, uh, this is going to happen next week. Uh, I would say my batting average is probably about 900, probably about nine out of 10 times. If I say that uh, it comes true. So here we go, folks. Mark my words. Next week, we will hit 80 degrees. 
That would, of course, be the first time all year here in 2022 that we have hit the big 8-0. But also next week, I mean, look, by the middle of next week, we are going to be uh, into mid-April. So, you know, obviously not totally unprecedented for us to get to 80 degrees. In fact, I went and looked, and our records next week, for the most part, are in the 80s. So I don't think I'd have to take an extra. The day I think we could do it right now looks like Thursday. Uh, but I do think one of the days, middle of next week, we have a real good chance of getting to 80 degrees. It would be the first time this year. I'd have to go and look and see specifically what the record is for Thursday of next week. But I'm guessing that wouldn't be a record if we got to uh, 80 because our records this time of year are generally in the mid-80s. And who knows? If I went and looked, we could actually even have a day. Wouldn't shock me if we had a day next week where our record high temperature was uh, was 90 um, or maybe a little higher. So not unheard of. Uh, for us to get this warm. But, you know, we've been talking on these podcasts here over the last few weeks about our springtime getting off to a slow start. I remember Ed and I did one three weeks ago, and uh, we sat in this chair, and it was uh, early March. It was uh, the weekend before the NCAA tournament started. So we recorded that podcast in or around March 10th or 11th, somewhere in there. And we were both saying, hey, uh, you know, there's going to be a couple of days here and there where we're going to get some spikes and it's going to be a little bit warm, but by and large, expect our spring to get off to a slow start. And that has uh, certainly played out. We've had lots of days where we've been, uh, down below average, obviously the rain here this week, uh, you know, we flipped the calendar to April and, you know, everybody thinks, okay, it's April, right? Let's, uh, it's baseball season. It's, uh, you know, let's, Let's start to have some really warm days. It's going to be 70 every day, and it's going to be great. And that just uh, doesn't always play out. But I would say this. uh, Thus far, uh, since spring began in late March until this point, it has been a little bit cooler than average and uh, kind of a bummer. You know, the weather just hasn't been all that great for us. We did have a couple of really nice days. If you remember back uh, to March 18th, that was a Friday. We got uh, well into the 70s. And we had another really warm day on that Saturday, the 19th. Uh, those were basically the last two really warm days that we've had here uh, up until this point where we've really been well above average. But uh, that is going to happen again next week. Uh, it starts on Tuesday. Monday looks good, seasonable, certainly warmer than the weekend with highs in the low 60s. And then a nice warming trend. We're going to get high pressure that's going to pump in some warm air from the south out ahead of a front. And I think that's really going to boost our numbers. We're going to get a subtly influence and a subtly flow ahead of a cold front. And that's why I think things are going to peak on Thursday. And then Thursday, that cold front's going to come through likely late in the day or Thursday evening, perhaps bring us a few showers. And I do think that will cool us back to more seasonable numbers for next weekend. So I think by next weekend, we're probably looking at highs back down around 60. So, you know, being in the mid to upper 70s, uh, isn't something that's going to be sustainable for us this time of year. But I do think particularly the middle of next week, it's going to be feeling pretty nice. And I think that's uh, going to happen just in time for Harrisburg Senators, of course, have their home opener on uh, Thursday night. It's a night game on Thursday. So, you know, I've been to some of those Harrisburg Senators home opening games in April, and uh, sometimes it can be very cold. I've been there. There have been flurries flying around. You just really never know what you're going to get. Of course, Eastern League Baseball in uh, April but it does look like we're going to have some really pleasant conditions uh, for the Senators to kick off their season on Tuesday. So that is some some really good, good news. But uh, I do see more up and down temperatures here uh, through the back half of April. I saw Tom and put out a tweet yesterday you know, saying, hey, get excited. We're going to have some warm temperatures uh, next week. But um, I do see more 
up and down temperatures in uh, April and perhaps even a few more cold snaps. And uh, I agree with Tom's analysis on that one that uh, I do see it kind of going back and forth here as uh, we go through the uh, month of April. Something else I want to talk about this week, because this is something that uh, we're working on behind the scenes. Uh, I was just recording a few things yesterday in our studio, but we are going to uh, recognize Severe Weather Awareness Week here at CBS 21, and it is going to be uh, the week of the 18th. So we're not talking about this coming week, but the following week. And we are going to have a lot of uh, little nuggets, quick little special features that we're going to sprinkle in throughout our newscasts uh, throughout that entire week. And uh, it's going to be some fun content. And for those of you that uh, are real weather nuts, we really think you're going to enjoy uh, what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we've kind of gone off. You know, we we had a couple of meetings uh, <laughs> As we still do in this day and age, we got together on Microsoft Teams, which is you know another form of Zoom. But myself, Ed, Tom got together along with our boss, Brian, and uh, mapped out kind of a strategy for how we were going to take on Severe Weather Awareness Week here uh, for 2022. And we've got some fun stuff that's going to be coming our way. And as it sits right now, I'll kind of walk you through the week and um, what we're planning. So on Monday... We're going to have two different segments that will be airing throughout our newscasts. And uh, I'm going to be handling the uh, stuff that we're going to be dropping for you on Monday. I'm going to put together a little segment about hail and how hail forms. I mean, how many of you out there actually know specifically what is a hailstone? You know, and, and how does it form? And why is it that, you know, it can be 86 degrees out and, you know, there's thunderstorms going on. Meanwhile, in an 86-degree environment, there are chunks of ice falling from the sky. How does that happen? <laughs> what is the process behind that? Because it doesn't stand to reason, right? When it's that warm that you would have ice, balls of ice uh, falling from the sky. So we're going to talk about exactly what hail is, how it forms, uh, and, and why at some times does hail get as large as it does. You hear all that stuff about pea-sized hail and golf ball-sized hail and softball-sized hail. So we're going to talk about hail. And then we're also going to talk about something that I don't think gets enough attention because it happens fairly often, microbursts. And microbursts are straight-line winds that come uh, down from a thunderstorm and then spread out uh, when they uh, reach the ground. And uh, they can be just as damaging and just as impactful as, you know, a low-grade EFO, EF1, or EF2 tornado. Many times uh, people think that they've been through a tornado. And you'd look at the damage and you'd say, okay, well, obviously what happened here, in order to cause all this damage, we've got trees ripped down, we've got wires down, we've got damages to property. Uh, but oftentimes, that's why the National Weather Service sends out a site survey team. Oftentimes, it is not a tornado. It is straight-line winds that are caused by a microburst. So I'm going to be talking about what causes microbursts and how they form. Uh, then on Tuesday, yeah, I'm going to get after it. We're going to talk about tornadoes and how they form and, of course, where to seek shelter. Uh, and then Ed is going to talk about lightning safety on Wednesday. Ed is going to go more in-depth into the difference between one of the biggest, I would say, obstacles that we have when it comes to getting severe weather messaging across, and that is the difference between a watch and a warning. The difference between a severe thunderstorm watch and a severe thunderstorm warning. The difference between a tornado watch and a tornado warning. So Ed's going to tackle that, and Tom's going to take on uh, what you should have for your severe weather kit. Then on Thursday, Tom's going to talk about 
main stem Susquehanna flooding. I think that's going to be real interesting for us. And don't forget, in June, we are coming up on the 40th. Yeah, 40th. Oh, I'm sorry. Woo. The 50th. I misspoke there for a minute. See, even I was like going, yeah, it's only been 40. The 50th anniversary of, of course, Hurricane Agnes and the legendary flooding there and the all-time record crest, at least as far as we know, uh, with our records. I always tell people this. They'd say, well, you know, what's the all-time record for the you know crest in the Susquehanna? And I go, okay, June of 72, uh, Agnes. But then I always say, however, you know, we don't really know because, you know, perhaps in June of 1406, the Susquehanna actually crested higher. Well, we will never know. We only have reliable weather records that go back to the uh, late 1800s. And Tom's also going to get into something that happens very often here in central Pennsylvania, talking about flash flooding, kind of that urban street flooding uh, that we often see. And then on Friday, um, Ed's got a fun thing that he's been putting together, and uh, he actually went over to Tom's house. And, uh, you know, Tom has coca and cola that he affectionately refers to as his weather weenies, his two dogs. And um, so Ed is Ed went over to Tom's house, and I know they filmed a segment that I think is still somewhere in the editing process. Uh, I don't think it's put together yet because I haven't seen the finished product. Um, but not only talking about, obviously, tornado safety for you and me, but what about severe storm and tornado safety for your pets? And I think that's something that anybody that's a pet owner, pet lover, uh, we'll be interested in seeing. So again, that is going to be the week of April the 18th. We are going to take on Severe Weather Awareness Week. That works in tandem. The National Weather Service uh, also always recognizes Severe Weather Awareness Week, and it's always you know relatively early in springtime as we're getting closer and closer to us having to deal with severe weather here in uh, central Pennsylvania. So that's going to be a real fun week and something that we're really looking forward to and that we've been working hard on behind the scenes to get a bunch of fun stuff for you. Uh, that you can not only see in our newscast that week, but uh, everything is going to be posted, of course, on our website and all of our social media platforms as well. And, you know, by the way, don't forget to follow us on social media. Uh, myself, Ed, Tom, constantly putting out uh, weather information. You can find us on Twitter. For me, my Twitter handle is at nightcbs21.com. You can also follow me, of course, on Facebook, Steve Knight, CBS 21 News. Just search. You'll find it. Uh, if I, if I pop up as Steven Knight with an N, that's actually my personal page. But if you want to give me a, a, a like there, uh, I will certainly do that as well. Although I think I'm getting close to maxing out on my personal page. You can only have 5,000 friends on your personal Facebook page. And I just got a pop up recently that, um, I was getting close and they were telling me maybe I need to maybe weed a few people out and, um, uh, I don't really want to have to do that. However, I do know, and this is just kind of the sad part about social media. Um, I do know I haven't really ever really kind of gone through my friends list. Um, but I do know, uh, because there are some personal folks on there and I've been on Facebook now, probably about 10 years or so, maybe 12 years. I don't, I, I may have started on Facebook like 2010, 20, 2009. Does that sound right? But at any rate, uh, unfortunately there may be some people on there that I know of personally that have passed on. So, uh, maybe I will go through that and open up a few more spaces. But again, I always invite you folks. And I'm also on Instagram as well. I believe it's uh, just search Steve Knight. You'll find me. I think it's Steve underscore Knight underscore CBS 21. But not uh, not hard to find on Instagram as well. But we always invite you to follow us on social media because we are constantly putting out all kinds of weather content, uh, forecasts, long-range forecasts, 
and uh, a lot of information that you really just don't have to wait around to catch. Uh, we obviously have more time to go in depth during the actual newscasts themselves, but little snapshots of weather, uh, we post that stuff all the time on all of our social media. So look for me, look for Tom, look for Ed, and uh, give us a follow on uh, all of our social media platforms. So again, just to kind of summarize, yeah, unfortunately, chilly weekend, a weekend that is going to be below average, especially with the breezes at times, especially Sunday. Wow, we're talking about wind chills in the 30s and in the 40s. But then the big warm-up next week, we're really looking forward to that. I've got us in the 70s on Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday right now looks like the day where we could get to 80, but it would not surprise me at this point, you know, that sitting this far out, and this podcast always gets recorded on Friday, heading into the weekend. It would not surprise me if uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday we got to 80 degrees, and maybe Thursday was a little cooler, depending on the timing of that front that's going to be coming through on Thursday, and then we are looking like it's going to be a little bit cooler heading into next weekend. But hey, by next week, right, mid-April. So uh, I always tell people it really doesn't get warm around here, and for the most part, stay warm until May. And uh, always remember the rule of thumb when it comes to spring planting. I know Easter, everybody buys Easter flowers. It's tradition. I get it. But really, the rule, unless you've got a real hardy plant, the rule of thumb around here when it comes to spring planting Wait until Mother's Day if you can. I know there's a lot of people that start their gardens in their homes, whether it's seedlings, whatnot. And look, I'm really not a gardener other than maybe growing some tomatoes. Uh, My parents are big gardeners, so I see what they do. A lot of times they start things, uh, you know, in pots uh, inside and place it by the window. And I think sometimes they actually put like saran wrap and cellophane or whatever on top. So, but uh, in terms of putting in the ground, the rule of thumb always is, at least for around here, to uh, wait until Mother's Day. So with that, we'll wrap up another edition of It's Raining Mets. As always, we certainly appreciate you tuning in uh, each and every week to our podcast. We know those folks that take time out to actually listen to these podcasts, uh, really enjoy weather, and really enjoy a more in-depth conversation about what's going on weather-wise here in Central PA. And as we often get into what's going on weather-wise, not just in the United States, but around the world as well. So we appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of It's Raining Mets.